Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. Consider subscribing to get notifications the next time we post a podcast. And if you enjoy this, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast and share with a friend or on social media.
story goes, there was a show one Sunday afternoon in 1967 at the Adelphia Ballroom in West Philadelphia featuring some of the most popular local bands of the day. Among the groups on the bill was a street corner doo-wop outfit called the Temp Tones featuring a tall blonde singer named Daryl Hall. Another was an R&B band called The Masters fronted by a short kid from New York City with clear talent on his guitar and a powerful voice that belied his stature named John Oates. Just before the Temp Tones were to take the stage, a fight broke out between rival gangs in the audience. When shots rang out from the crowd, Hall jumped into the safest haven he could find, which was a freight elevator in the backstage area, only to find Oates taking shelter there as well. The two knew of each other. Both their groups had recorded singles that were receiving airplay in Philadelphia radio, but had never met. They spoke for a bit, found out they were both attending Temple University, and kindled a friendship that would become, among other things, the most successful pop duo of all time. That's right, Daryl Hall and John Oates have had more success than Simon and Garfunkel, the Everly Brothers, Sam and Dave, the Eurythmics, and even Steely Dan. And while commercial success can, at times, be a dubious measure of talent and skill, there is no doubt that Daryl Hall and John Oates belong on that list. Sometimes praised for their songcraft and vocal blend, other times maligned for their questionable choices in recordings and pandering simplicity in their songs, Daryl Hall and John Oates are a group that does not find itself in a lot of middle ground. People either love them or hate them. Your two hosts, in fact, might be the only people in that middle ground. Neither of us thinks that they are worthy of canonization, but we both see true greatness in their music, and we both agree that their 2014 induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was almost a decade overdue. That we cannot agree on where that greatness lies is both par for the two of us and a testament to the depth of Hall & Oates' talent. Tonight, a few days short of Daryl Hall's 75th birthday, we are going to look at, listen to, and debate the music of these two men who took the sole legacy of their hometown, made it accessible to the rest of the world, and created a catalog of music so deep it's almost astonishing. Tonight, we dig into the pop, rock, soul world of Philadelphia's Daryl Hall and John Oates. 
My name is Rich Larson. His name is Daniel G. Moyer. This is The Weekly List. Well, good evening, everybody. You are listening to AM 1080 and FM 95.1 KYMN Radio in beautiful downtown Northfield, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us once again for another edition of The Weekly List. Danny, you're back. Thank God. Uh, West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days. They're from West Philadelphia. Yeah, but but you are you you ain't no Fresh Prince, baby. No, I'm not. No. But no, yeah. so, I'm not. Um, yeah, it's it's good to be back. It's you know, first of all, kudos to the Blues Show. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Thank you. Um, I hope to God I never have to do another solo show ever again. <laughs> well, it was you know it was fun. <laughs> it was cool for me because I got to uh, goof off for a couple minutes in the middle of it, and I didn't have to do anything else. <laughs> So I basically just did what I did, and, and, and you were the uh, you were the uh, the high point of the show. Oh no, no, no! no. Yeah, but that was really fun. There's some great music there. Um, it was very educational, and I appreciated that. Um, you took a great thing on that. So yeah. if you haven't heard the blues show, everybody go back and listen to it. I mean, it's a good good. Uh, once again, it was an hour and a half. So I don't know how that happens. I don't. I don't know how it happened. I wasn't even uh, here to extend it. Oh, actually, actually, it was about ten minutes shorter. Oh. Then, then, but I also added two songs okay, because yeah. those blues songs tend to be shorter. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we're not here to talk about no, the blues no, we're show. Not. We're here to talk about Hall or Daryl Hall and John Oates. <laughs> do I not. Almost, I you do not call them H and O. Do not call them Hall and Oates. They do not like that. No, they do not. Um, at the same time, anybody who thinks that that's what's on their albums, it's not. No, Look back it, it at never any has of their been. records. They all say Daryl Hall and John Oates, right. with or without the ampersand, right. Um, and that's very intentional. Um, the thing about these guys is they, they really do view themselves as individual singer songwriters yep. who collaborate together and they do, they yeah. do. So or, they don't know, both deserve Dar- their full names. <laughs> Daryl Hall, uh, you know, writes a song and Janos plays on it. Well, but no, they write a lot of them. No, together. they write a lot There's, together, and, and Janos and writes with, a lot of songs. Yeah, but but it it is it, there, there is a weird dynamic in there, there is. because like Daryl Hall is sort of the lead singer. He sings ninety percent, and don't for tell sure. me he doesn't. Well, I, no, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about for sure. Once the '80s hit, um, I think there he got the majority of the stuff. But some of their early work in the '70s, and we're going to play some of it. Um, they're like she's gone. I mean, that's really almost like a co-lead vocal in, in many, many ways. That's the one song from the 70s, though, where it's a co-lead anything. And John, like all, all the other like hits from the 70s, the, the Sarah Smile and Rich Girl, and all, that's yeah. all Daryl Hall. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not going to disagree that Rich Girl was their first number one hit, um, 76, I think. I don't know. Um, we're not playing it, unfortunately. They, this, is a, this is an ensemble. They have... Six number one hits. Yes, it There's is. There's 28 top 20 songs. 28. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, good. that's unbelievable. That's pretty good. Really, when you look at yeah, it. So yeah. anybody, if the thing that I guess it surprises me most about Daryl Hall and John Oates is that I don't know how they avoided becoming like a cultural big icon. You know, it's like, like a Springsteen or a Phil Collins. I they do. all had these periods of time where it was like, wow, they were... 
they were the thing, and everybody had to a- have that one album. I know, were- I, I know how they avoided it. They, they, they are capable of writing just amazing, amazing songs. Mm-hmm. But they are also capable of putting out some just crap also. Uh, yeah, I mean, I really like the Big Bam Boom album. And uh, there's some like All American Girl, just not a good, not a good song. Cold Dark and Yesterday, not a, Cold not Dark good. and Yesterday is a terrible song. Yeah, so is Method of Modern Love. I uh, th- here, here's well, the we, thing. I almost put that on my list. I, you know, I begged you not to. I know, and, and thank I did that as a favor. That. And um, here's the thing: Big Bam Boom actually is is kind of a touchstone for me. Okay. Um, as you well know, as all this, uh, the regular listeners <laughs> of the show know, I live in the '80s. Like, yes. that, '80s is where I come from, right? However, 80s production styles yeah. bug the living crap out of me. And, and they are like, give me, g- give me string machines from the 70s before you, okay? okay? Because I, I, I mean, it, it just, it's immediately dated. And, you know, we were talking the other day about Duran Duran on, on mm-hmm. Facebook and how I can't forgive Duran Duran for the re-flex, <laughs> flex, flex, yeah. right? Crap like that. There is no more 80s produced album in history than Big Bam Boom. Um, I'm going to kind of agree with you because it, if that album does not happen without a Fairlight and Drum Machines and Synclavier. Yeah. Well, know, well Sincl- I mean, like, Synclavier, I mean, that goes back to the 60s even. Well, that, yeah, those but, are fine, but you know that whole, all of those. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. Like the, the whole album could have been created on a, a DX80, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, we're talking about keyboard. That's a keyboard. Yeah. yeah, that was the. Is it DX80 DMX? I don't. I don't even remember. DX. DX80. Yeah. Okay. Um, now I'm actually going to play. Like I, one of the songs I picked is from Big Bam Boom, <laughs> but but t- t- still to me that's that that's it right there. And, that, and when I talk about um, uh, questionable recording uh, practices. That's what I'm talking about. You listen, you go back and you listen to any Daryl Hall and John Wilson album. You can just about just by listening to it, pick out what year it was. You, made. you can. I and, mean, and they, they, yeah. and when I say pandering, that's what I'm talking about. They play. They play the to moment. the moment, and and because of that, there are very few songs in the Hall and Daryl Hall and John Oates catalog that are what I would call timeless. Um, I'm going to disagree on that because okay. Uh, I can't go for that. No can do. That is eighties, eighties, eighties. It is, but it's still being played now, and moreover, it's being sampled now. Okay, and right. like okay, the band the XX, they had a big hit that sampled that song. Well, that's great, but what I'm saying is that you can. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm what, what I'm saying great. is that you can listen to, and you just agreed with me. You can listen to any song and just about picked out pick out the year it was made. A timeless song. Is not does not date itself. A timeless song just could have been made yesterday. Could have been made fifty years ago. I'm going to disagree with you on one thing, because you said that the song is not timeless. I'm going to say the song is timeless. The, the record, it's the recording, the record, the recording. The re- you're right. You're right. Some yeah. of those songs are timeless. Absolutely. Yeah. And she's gone is, is, is a great example. Yeah. Of that, you know. And I mean, it. It sure. It sounds of the time. But um, a friend of mine. Um, literally saw John Oates play in Los Angeles just this past weekend yeah. and sent me a clip of him uh, doing uh, 
from Voices. Yeah, uh, uh, um, Kiss on My List. No, no, no. no, no uh, um, uh, what I, I want you get? Yeah, no. What no. I want you to have hard to handle. You make my dreams come yeah, true. That's it. <laughs> we have to. This is how we get there, kids. Uh, um, yeah, and it, it sounded like a blues tune. Yeah, and the way that he sang it was just like, yeah. "Are you serious?" Yeah, he totally and, and I'm listening it. to the lyrics and yeah. going, "Okay, I I appreciated the fact of how moldable the song was." And so he made that song is what forty some odd years old now. It's 80, 42, 40, It's eighty. Yeah, yeah. eighty one. So forty one years. Yeah. Forty. It's forty, 40 years old. So it's it's forty years old, and yet it still sounded like oh, you know small changes just in right. how he approached it right so yeah. anyhow that first song that we played is uh wait for me yeah and do you know when that was recorded uh, uh that's, yeah. off, that's off their 1984 greatest hits album yeah it's originally on their album ecstatic right it was but a I'm, minor like, minor i'm hit. talking about that recording this version was from rock and soul part one right but do you know yes that came out in 1984 no do you know yes. when when that recording it, was made of what, what the date of the concert was not the exact date, but I can That's tell you it was you. it was on the H2O tour, and it never mentions exactly when that was recorded. It was on the H2O tour. The reason, and that, it, and it was released in 1984. H2O tour would have been 82? 82. Okay. So the 82-83 tour okay. was when it was recorded, and there's no list of when that was recorded, where it was, or yeah, any of that. it's it's frustrating. Like I always when we do these shows, I, I always go. <laughs> You're uh, looking for something specific, and if that's not chart, if it's not written, it's not written. Well, right, but like there are no stories <laughs> for for, for Daryl Hall and Jones. No. The only story is the one where they met. In the, yeah, in the elevator. That, that's, that's absolutely like, true, and and it's and I, I don't know what that's about. Like they, I know that John Oates especially is kind of a private guy. Yeah. Um, Daryl Hall talks about what I mean. Daryl Hall to to this day will talk about Sarah Allen for hours. Yeah. Um, and Sarah Allen was a friend of theirs that wrote songs with them. Yes, and and became uh, Daryl Hall's girlfriend for a while. For thirty years, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so wait for me. That was that was uh, the reason I picked that song. Mm-hmm. Um, other than the fact that you asked me and I had already decided <laughs> I was going to use it, um, was because it really showcases Daryl Hall's improvisational oh. skills. Yeah, it really does. I mean, his voice is just so mellifluous. Yeah, I mean, it just soars and it does all these weird alterations and sonic things at the end and his sense of falsetto and then yeah. real voice at the same time yeah. it's it's unnerving yeah it's crazy. um it's great yeah so it's that great. was that and was it's a, just a great song i love that guitar line too yeah you know it's, and that band that was playing that back was then that's ge smith, smith and t-bone wolk yep and then mickey curry on drums and, and charlie, charlie DeChant yep on sax and yep. multi stuff yeah now the thing that's important charlie about DeChant, man mr smooth mr smooth yeah and the thing about it i can guarantee anybody who watched um, Saturday Night Live in the 90s, yep. you saw and heard this band because they were the house band. Yeah, they were the house band for Saturday Night Live for a long time. For many, many years. And yeah. Tom T-Bone Walk went on to play with Billy Joel. He did. He passed away... It was a while ago. A while ago uh, now, yeah. 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 I can't I, remember. I, 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 I met him. He actually... Uh, did you really? He autographed my H2O, copy of H2O. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. How did you... I, same time I met John Oates. Okay. Who, which, okay. Was a, which was a less than stellar experience, yeah. but we're not going to well. go there. Anyway... Uh, moving on. Yes. The, the next song is from Big Bamboom. And I'm so glad you picked this because yeah. <laughs> typically for people in the ba- in the know, we play 12 songs. 
um, on these shows. I pick six. Rich pitches, picks six. He always makes me send my six first. Yep. You know, and then he's able to, you know, what? and so there's a little bit of a... It, it's tough to come up with six. I start out with like about 20 <laughs> and start cutting because I like everything, right? And you so, do. So this time, you sent me your list first, and I went, oh, good. He's got Wait For Me, the live version. Perfect. Cross that off my list. And he picked this song, which is Some Things Are Better Left Unsaid, which was the third single yes, off this was. record. So I crossed that off my list. So basically, I got eight of my 20. Well, that's that's two that's of them I get to share. So, that, but that's I, I'm I'm happy to do. It. You were having a bad week. I thought I, I was just, having a bad week. So, so yeah, I know. appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I love you, Danny. I know. All right. So, but you know what? Some things are better left unsaid. From 1985, the Big Bam Boom album. This is Daryl Hall and John Oates with "Some Things Are Better Left Unsaid" on 95.1 KYMN. The Oopsie.
When we were putting this show together, uh, Danny and I had a conversation about what uh, – this was the same conversation where I asked him to please not not uh, send me Method of Modern Love or Adult <laughs> Education. Yeah. And you said, you know, you better not play anything like Sarah's Smile or She's Gone then. And I, here's the thing. Okay. Go ahead. Lay into me. Because – how can I not play the song Sarah Smile when my daughter's name I know. is Sarah? And she we even spelled her name the same way they but now she's not named after the song. She's yeah. not named after the woman in the song. But it's a how how do I not do that? Well, yeah, no. I I actually I was more not wanting to hear she's gone actually cuz that oh, is played can, all the you time. You can kiss my perfectly rounded rear end. <laughs> uh, well, Okay, fine. Go there. <laughs> Go there. All right. Um, so yeah. anyhow, no way. Uh, no way. No. She, she's no. gone. Is, is their best song, but we're gonna get to that later. Okay. Yeah, we'll go to that later. But. No, I mean, and then as soon as I said Sarah Smile, you went, oh, you want to go there? And I went, oh, that's right. Sorry. No, yeah, you got to play the song. Yeah, you got to play Sarah Smile. Um, All right. And it's a good song. And, and it's um, it's it's from the Silver Album, which was their... 1975, the Silver Album. It was a self-titled album, yeah, Daryl Hall and John Oates. It's, and it's a weird cover, it's though. It's a strange it's, color. Because it's, 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 the image of them is... They're almost in drag because they're they're very heavily made up. Yes, it? there's a... And then Daryl Hall 
um, has long, long flowing, Very long, yeah, uh, blonde the long hair blonde on. locks. Yes. So yeah. yeah, yeah, but that's another. That's another. I mean, we we kind of talk about um, Philly soul and mm-hmm. and 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 how how important that is. Uh, what kind of like found? It's not an influence. It's foundation, right. for their music. And I think that might in 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 like the pantheon of, of of all their popular songs, that's probably the most soulful of all of them. It probably is. Um, yeah. Did that hit number four? Was that? Yeah, I, I think that's what you just said. Yeah. 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 Um, it is a good song, and even though she's gone and Sarah Smile, I actually really do like the songs. But she's gone seemed to be on the radio a lot even now. I think it's on the radio more now than it was back then. Um, yeah, it probably is because it's a great song. It is it, a great song. And it, it, if it's a song that's forty years old, fifty going on fifty years old, fifty years and old, still getting that kind of airplay, that's a testament to how well, good the song is. Last summer, um, when I went through the ending of my yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole thing, I listened to a lot of yacht rock on yeah. <laughs> on I think it was like serious sure yeah yeah. So and it seemed like it played on all the time and. If you've just gotten broken up with, yeah. that's oh, not a song that you want to hear. You know, we're going to talk about like, I, yeah. I, that's how I, I mean, it's, it, it is one of the great breakup songs of all time. Yeah, we'll, we'll go more into yeah, that yeah, when we, we get to it. But Sarah not, Smile was also played a lot on the, the Yacht Rock station. So those are kind of why I was on those two. So. Okay. So Daryl Hall and John Oates have had, their career has sort of been up and down. Like yes. they have these, they have these these eras where they're incredibly popular, and then there are these dips, right? And uh, their their first dip came between like nineteen seventy eight and nineteen eighty one. Um, it was kind of also after, really after the Sarah Smile because they, they okay. went and they had Rich Girl. Well, that Rich hit Girl was one. number one song, and then things kind of went. went yeah, because so Rich be- Girl was nineteen seventy seven. So I, you know, seventy eight to eighty. Yeah, because eighty one, eighty one, they were back with voices and they yeah. hit the charts again. And then they had another dip um, in the late nineties, or it, it was, in the late eighties. In the late eighties, you're yeah. actually well. They they sort of. That's when I sort of see them giving up the ghost a little bit. Like yeah, it, it, after I, I don't even know what what album it would be after. Uh, a little bit of uh-huh, a whole lot yeah. of oh yeah. That's when I feel like they stopped trying to write yeah. hits, right? Yeah, I, you know, I, I can see that. They wrote, they wrote, they wrote, so there have been f- phenomenal songs since then, but that's when they stopped trying, that's when they stopped the pandering. In yeah, my opinion. I, I okay? can see that. And they, they did go through a lot of periods of where, I mean, think about this. When, when the iron was hot in the early 80s, the iron was red hot, yep. and they went with voices. Then the next year came out with private eyes. Then the yep. next year it was. Uh, the oh, we, H2O. We, need to, we need to clarify something too. Uh, Big Bam Boom, uh, hmm. an album came out that came out in 1984, not not 1985. However, some things are better left unsaid. Charted in yes, 1985. That was, yes, exactly. And it was the third of four four singles off that record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Possession uh, Obsession was the fourth one. Yeah, yeah. yeah so anyway, um, here's my point. Okay. Okay. In in, in they in nineteen ninety one I want to say ninety two is when they put out no maybe even ninety oh it had to be ninety they put out change of season right right and then like nothing for a while yeah. and I actually think they they got dropped by their uh, label yeah they they did get dropped by RCA yeah RCA and went to Arista right 
But uh, they put out an album called Magnolia Sky. Yeah. Uh, which was pretty well self-funded. Yeah. Uh, and self-produced. And um, it is now out of print. Yeah. I Honestly, I could not find... It, it's, it's so out of print, it doesn't even show up in any streaming service. No, it's, it's out of print. Yeah. yeah if it's I out mean, of print, it's not going to be out well, of Well, but I'm, I consider out of print is that nobody's producing a physical copy of it. Well, I'm still old school. I, yeah, I know you are. Yeah. I just bought anyway, a copy of Donald Fagan's The Nightfly on vinyl. I'm super happy for you. So, <laughs> um, it's a gr- it's a good album, um, but they there was a single off of Magnolia. Actually, there were like there was a song called Romeo Is Bleeding. There's another one too, but this was the lead single uh, off of Magnolia Sky's song called Promise Ain't Enough. And I don't know how this song in the late '90s, like '97, is when this song came out, when like adult contemporary music was some of the most popular music out there, yeah. right? I don't know how this song. I don't think it failed the chart, but it didn't make much of a uh, much of an impact at all. And it just it it kind of it it surprises me. Yeah, it surprises me. Anyway, well, and you're much more familiar with this song than I am, and I it, will admit to that because hey, man, it's a great song. It is a great it's song, a really great song. This is from 1997 from the Magnolia Sky Islands. Promised in enough by Daryl Hall and John Oates. 95.1 KYMN01. Everything. Oh, oh, oh. Everything. Gotta hold you in my arms. 
in a prison of the mass. She said acceptance of the future was freedom from the past. And I laughed and I said that's alright. Things really ain't that tough. As long as I'm still able to turn the TV on. From the 1974, somewhat unfortunately named album, War Babies, <laughs> that was 70s scenario. I will not take any responsibility for that song being I love on this that show. Song. Go ahead and talk about it. Okay, I just love it. You know, First of all, the War Babies album is a bizarre little record. It's really, really bizarre. It was produced by Todd Rundgren, who has... By whom? By Todd Rundgren. You're putting a D on the end of his name. That, that Runtgren. Rundgren. Runt. Okay. You, you said Rundgren. Okay. Did twice. I? Okay. Well. Rundgren. Anyhow, who is now in, in the Hall of Fame? Who is now God. in the Hall of Fame? Thank but God. this, the War Babies album is really, really strange. It is. I know this album pretty well. Um, is it a star? I think was considered the hit off of this, and it's a very, very, also kind of obscure song. Um, the reason that I know this is back in. 2013 I keep a journal on the twins you know I write about every single game that the twins play all 162 and then I recap and all that kind of stuff so 2013 you were still working for the twins and there were some rumors that Hall and Oates Daryl Hall and John Oates might be playing Target Field in some kind of capacity in like a concert it never came to fruition so I think it's safe for me to say that you know but anyhow I was convinced that they were going to be playing, and I dubbed the 2013 season of the Minnesota Twins 
as uh, the season of Hall and Oats was how I called it. And so in my journal, in addition to the box score and you know the winning pitcher, losing pitcher, and all that kind of stuff, I had the H and O song of the game. <laughs> and so there's like a ton of songs by them, and I don't think I repeated many songs twice. Um, and so <laughs> I, I would have these certain songs that I went, okay, this song feels like how the game was, and. I remember uh, I liked the War Babies album quite a bit for uh, some of the songs that they got associated to some games. And I think that was the season we lost 99 in 11, 12 and 13. We lost 96 games. We lost 96 games in 2013. So maybe it was because I was doing this stuff from the War Babies. So maybe it was 70s scenario, I think. That was a game that now I remember it was a game that we won seven to nothing. I remember that, so I called seven it... 7-0. Yeah, seven, I get 70 it. scenario. I get it. Yeah. Terrible song. <laughs> Moving on. Moving... Rich pulls no punches with me. That, that, that song sucks. <laughs> I like it. I'm glad. I'm glad. And, and, and you know, we, there is, you have complete autonomy for six songs. I, I can beg you to do something. You do not have to listen to me. I begged you... Oh, I should have I, I, Method of Modern Love. I begged you not to play Method of Modern Love. I had never heard 70s scenario before. I've never listened to the War Babies album. Uh, You're never going to. And I'm never going to. And, he, uh, and well, I like I, I like Todd Rundgren. Todd Rundgren played the guitar solo on he, the, he had to have been kidding. Uh, yeah. uh, no, 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 no. I love Hall's voice in that. You got to give it that his voice really does. Sure, sound good but there that. are any number of other songs from that era where his okay, voice shines on. just so. There okay. is a now. Now here, here I got. I want to set this one up. Okay, because I don't even know. Do you know this album? Uh, not as well as you do. You picked a lot more newer, other uh, later stuff, and yeah. I went more in the seventies, which is weird. Which is weird. Weird. I know because it normally would be the. It would the, be the like, other way around. So we talked about Magnolia Sky. Mm-hmm. Came out in 1997, went nowhere, is now out of print. For six years, there was nothing. And I, I think that I just sort of, like a lot of people, I think I had assumed that they had uh, they had split up at that point and they right. were, were just kind of done. And then in 2003, they put out this album called Do It For Love. Right. Which, again, pretty much went nowhere, except that, drum roll please... It's the single best album of their career. Really? They're, That's high praise coming from you. And and I'll tell you something. It's weird. There are no less than eight people who get production credits on that album. When uh, you get that many producers on an album, that that's a huge red flag. That like, is that a giant uh, red flag. That's Celine there's, Dion. There's nothing conducive to that at all. But this album just flows man and there's one bad song on on, on the album wow. and i can't even tell you what the name of it is because i just don't listen to it <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but every other song every song on this album except for the one is fantastic uh, you've got and there i mean no one's heard these songs but there's uh uh, yeah, the the title track "Do It for Love," which we're about to play. There's their their you the the their, new radicals too. The chorus or the the cover of uh, "Someday We'll Know." Uh, th- there's a song called "Heartache" or "Heartbreak Time." Um, there's a song called "Intuition." There's a song called uh, um, "Getaway Car," which is just fantastic. Like these are all phenomenal, 
phenomenal. Yeah. And no one paid attention to this album because their their time had passed. They, their, their window well, was closed. And that's that's one of the problems I think with a lot of pop acts or rock acts or whatever. There's a shelf life. There is a shelf and life. And they were and well it, beyond that shelf life. At this yeah, point. you know, and and it's unfortunate. And this is kind of one of my things that as soon as society has deemed them okay, they're no longer cool or hip. And I will also argue that. Daryl Hall and John Oates were never "quote unquote" cool. I would not say they were ever cool. Yeah, I would. I, not. I, no, I wasn't around in the seventies. Well, I was, but I wasn't. I had no idea what that what was going on. I, I you know, when I pick them up is nineteen eighty one, right? And they were never cool. No, I don't think that they were ever that. But at the same they time, were cool they're for about five minutes when Private Eyes came out. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but there's there's work is so ubiquitous that yes, you. Yes. I mean, here's the thing: if if you, in all seriousness. If you like this, this show that we're doing on Daryl Hall and John Oates, and you want to hear some more of their music, all that you have to do is go into your local grocery store, because I guarantee <laughs> you within five minutes, you will hear a Daryl Hall and John Oates song it'll, over it'll the pro- PA. It'll probably be Sarah Smile. <laughs> yeah, or it could be um, uh, Kiss on My List, yeah, or You Make right. My Dreams. Right. It could also be She's Gone. It could be... Yeah, whatever. Okay. You, yeah, you get the you're, idea. You're, you're missing my point. I was no, just I understand your yes. point. Yeah. But, yeah, any new material that they come out, it could be the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's not going to get any radio play, and nobody's going to pay attention right. to it, which I think is miserable. And that's why so many of these artists that we love, that we love, no longer record. Because they, they go, what's the point? Yeah, that's if they what, play, that's why they Billy, just want to play the hits. That's why Billy Joel hung it up. Yeah, I saw Hall and Oates or Daryl Hall and John Oates play a couple years ago, and it was a twin bill with Tears for Fears. Yeah, another band in oh, the man. same thing. That would that would be that would have been a great. It was show. a great. That would have been great, a great, show. great show. Two duels. Yeah, and Tears for Fears played first, and Daryl Hall and John Oates second, and it was like. You didn't hear anything new no. by either no, band. No, no. But it was like everything that you knew up to probably about 1988. They didn't play anything beyond Seeds of Love, and these guys didn't play anything beyond probably Oh Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Or yeah. Oh Yeah. It's yeah. probably how you're going to have right. me pronounce it. It is Oh Yeah. Okay. A little bit of uh-huh, a whole lot of Oh Yeah. Yeah. Okay. From nineteen or from 2003, this is the title track to their single best album, in my opinion. This is Daryl Hall and John Oates with Do It For Love. 95.1 KYMN, The One. I would fly 10,000 miles to the pouring rain Just to see your face I'd bear my soul to a total stranger Just to sing your name and I'm not ashamed just to love you into every morning. I would change my name and run away. I won't do it for money. I won't do it for pride. I won't do it to please somebody else if it don't feel right. But I'll do it for you. And at least I'll try. So the world could see what you mean to me. I'd sing song, I 
Nothing for me to say 
yourself say it again And even if it doesn't show I feel a hollow down below And there's nothing, nothing for me to say And I feel an emptiness inside me I feel an emptiness, emptiness inside me I hope it doesn't show I got Gotta get back From the 1977 album, Beauty on a Backstreet, that is the John Oates-fronted song, The Emptiness, here on KYMN Radio 95.1. Folks, from here on out, it's nothing but good music. Oh, man, man. I really like that song. Um, I do. It's, it's another kind of, it's a very, very moody piece. Um, I think the name of the guy playing guitar is Christopher Post, who produced that album. Um, guess who that is on drums? Jeff Percaro. So what? I okay. Mean, again, well, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I, it doesn't make it a good song. <laughs> Every single week, it seems like we've had Jeff Percaro on drums. Where he's the most played drummer on the weekly list. I believe. When when I was doing this uh, the show by myself, I had a friend that used to tell me that. Uh, you could have a drinking game with the weekly list, and every time I said Linda Ronstadt, you, you drink. And, and the, the, the same guy the other day said to me, Jeff Picaro's the new Linda Ronstadt. Is he really? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's great, because Picaro's one of my guys, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it's a very, very moody piece. I like the way that John Oates, how his vocal deliveries, and, and I, I just, I like that kind of dark. Thing. I, I envision rain. I know because you like everything. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Anyway, um, yeah. Th- this uh, there's a di- there's a little bit of a disappointment I have with this show. Yeah, I'm I was a little as well, and you're going to explain why. Because I um, we came perilously close uh, to having an interview on the show with John Oates. Um, he had actually he had agreed to it. Yeah, he, he had. He agreed to doing the doing the well kind of, uh, through a through a uh, a friend of a friend, and um, but then it just sort of fell apart. And it, actually, it's a, a friend. Of, he agreed to my friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah a, friend, a, a friend. A friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> for I'm me, your it's friend. friend yeah, yeah. Okay. Friend of a friend. Um, your through your friend. Your friend. He he talked to your friend. The same one who saw him play in L.A. Right. And he agreed to it, but then it just it just never materialized. Yeah. But uh, and that was so funny how that worked out because. He sent me, this guy sent me a clip of Joe Bonamassa playing. Yeah. And so I'm like, 
cool. Where, where, the, what is this? And he said who, who it was. And he goes, I'm here at the Sunset Marquee. I'm in LA for this thing. And I said, cool, you know. And he said, oh, yeah, John Oates is here as well. And, and I went, seriously? And all of a sudden, my little bat singles, right, right. you know, Spidey singles went yeah. t- uh, tingling. And so I went, hey, do me a favor. Ask him. About, uh, there was one song that we're going to play. Yep. Um, and I said, ask him about this. I'm just curious. And then he texted me back. And apparently, John Oates' son actually interned in this guy's office. Which Because we're, the man we're talking we're, about we, is former Congressman Eric Paulson, who right. is a, a friend of yours. He's a good friend of mine. Yeah, and yeah. He, he, he was my junior counselor at right, St. Olaf. Right. Taught me a lot of really dangerous things. Um, <laughs> he's my grand JC. Yes, he's your yeah. grand JC. But so anyhow, he said, hey, you know, I'm going to be hanging out with John Oates tonight. Um, and he's going, I'll see if I can get him to do a call in. And I went, that would be fantastic. Let me know whatever he will, you know, whatever he's going to need. I would love that. And I think it was like he, he agreed to do it. But there was like a publicist that needs to talk to a publicist because, right. you know, they got to right. they can't. I don't Which understand the is, thing of celebrity. I don't yeah, get it. I, I, don't I just wanted to have him on for a couple minutes just to ask him about some of his work and how he writes. And so it just it just didn't who knows. Work. It didn't work. Out. And said, well, he'd love to come on the show sometime. And I went, well, we're probably never going to do a Daryl Hall, John Oates retrospective again. But if we go and tear apart one of their albums, it would be great if uh, we could have him. So we'll see. Who knows? We'll, we'll take it as it comes. That's that's the closest we've ever come to fame so far here on, on the weekly list, I guess. Time now for the weekly list haiku corner, brought to you by Imminent Brewing, a truly poetic brewery. Here is your host, Haiku Rich. Okay, we have uh, we have five this week, um, and really there should only be four because one of them, the first one's just not good at all. But <laughs> okay, lay it and on not, not that the brother. other, not that the other four are like you know Hall of Fame material or anything. Hall Hall of Fame. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> Look what you did there. I see what you did there. That's good. That's all right. That's clever. I hope that this is uh, enough of uh, sowing your oats here on your creative ideas. I'm going to start throwing stuff. At <laughs> you, you probably should. <laughs> go go for one. Hiding from the guns, met in an elevator, singing ever since. Um, Man, not, it's the one, not, the not, one Daryl Hall John Oates story that there is. Exactly. And now it's a. Now Just, it's a. Yeah. You know, not okay. my best effort. Anyway, Daryl Hall, John Oates. Don't you call them Hall and Oates? Just call them Soul Men. Ooh, I kind of mm. like that one. Your kiss on my list. Some things better left unsaid. Just do it for love. <laughs> that's. I'm not sure if that's really qualifies. That's just song titles. It was barely. That's that's like a haiku accident. <laughs> An accidental haiku. Uh, whatever. Okay. The soul became a '70s scenario, and '80s pop gold. <laughs> are you ready for this one okay yeah i'm ready a big finish okay big finish when we hit it big the next weekly list will be live from daryl's house oh my what a delight 
This has been Haiku Corner. Thank you, Eminent. Someday we're going to do a weekly list that's going to be uh, live in front of a, in front of an audience, live on the air. See, I love that idea. So. I do too. I don't, I don't know what the, what the, it would the be. Weekly but be, live, the weekly be list, super live. fun to do that. That would be fun. Well, we want to thank Lauren Derek Myers for making the weekly list possible every week. Oh, we should actually do it from Eminem Brewing. Too. Oh, wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be fun? That would be great. We could get like the clinking and stuff. <laughs> exactly. Of glasses you know, and the, the the general hum. Of but the, you know, is that a really good idea for you know? sit there and have a beer while we're doing the radio we would not be drinking i know uh, how difficult that would be for you that would be a challenge yeah yes but we would not be drinking until after the that's show that's true that's yeah. true that's probably yeah. a good anyway. point um i want to thank lauren Derek myers for making the weekly list possible every week by mm-hmm. sponsoring the show and for being you know decent people great people yeah uh they own imminent brewing yeah imminent brewing is I our is, is our sponsor of the weekly list Okay, so, you know, we always start the, these commercials by talking about the COVID restrictions, mm-hmm, yeah. and nothing has changed. Nope. Uh, masks are not Masks are not required. Mandatory, but you really, you should. Don't be a jerk. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're... If you just take care of yourself. I'll, I will say this. I got a booster shot last week. Oh, you did? I did. I did. Good for you. And I've stopped wearing a mask behind the bar. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I just I am well, I am now I'm now I'm feeling like you know bulletproof. Yeah, well I'm 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 back to working from home now, and they've extended me through January. That's, and I that's mean just that's really interesting. Well, yeah, it is. I, for I, your I, sake, I feel better. For your sake, I hope somebody wises up and actually gives you the option of just working from home. That would be great. Uh, but you know, totally I, I'm finding out that I'm much more efficient. Yeah, uh, because it, I mean, here's the thing. I'm I'm gonna get home at eleven o'clock tonight, and I'm still gonna hop on and do stuff, you know, right. for at least another hour because that's just right. how it works. Right. And I'll get up early at five o'clock or whatever, and I'll be hopped on again. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. They could work me more to death. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, if 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 you you come to Eminent and uh, we tell you that we can't seat you because we're at capacity mm-hmm. or you know something. Just please bear with us. We are, Laura and Derek take this thing incredibly seriously. And I, as a, one of their employees, really, really, really appreciate that. Um, they, Imminent is probably one of the more cautious COVID mm-hmm. businesses uh, that I've seen. And I, I'm very grateful for that as an employee. You know, and it's not just COVID, too, with the masks. I mean, the flu is going to start up again. The flu does kill people. I still, too. I still have a mask in my back pocket, and and like you know, when I think about what happened with the flu last year, it makes me want to wear a mask. Yeah. every day from November first until March thirty first. The flu was not a thing last yeah. season. Uh, at the same time, I mean, there's so many other things that are contagious because now we're at that age where. In a couple of weeks, I got to go and get my first shingles vaccination. You, yeah. Shingles is incredibly contagious too. I, you know, I mean, so th- I have that vaccination also. Yeah, you yeah. know, so I mean, the things that you touch, the things that you breathe, things like that. You know, hand sanitizer, not a bad idea. Nope. So, all right. So anyhow, um, lots of things yeah. going on at Imminent. So uh, yeah, there, Rich- there is there is live music this week. Yeah. except that it's happening right, right now, now okay. as we speak. I, now, I, and I think you know what. 
Uh, it's Mark Kreitzer playing. Mark Kreitzer, who is a, a, a one-man orchestra. He plays anything with strings. He plays okay. guitar and mandolin and violin and and and, and banjo. Dobro? Uh, he, I'm sure he could play a dobro. Yeah. Was that, that's the guitar of the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there's a blast from the past there right is. there. My God. Um, <laughs> and, and, but, but Mark, if you turn off this show right now and go over to Eminent to go see Mark Kreitzer play, I'm okay with that. You know why? Because it'll be Thursday and he played last night? Well, that's what I'm saying, though. No, no, no. He is playing Thursday night. Oh, he's Thursday playing Thursday night. night. Yeah, okay. So as we speak, he's okay. playing. But you can podcast this show later. That's true. So, you know, just go watch Mark and then catch up with us later. Yeah. We'll, we'll still be here. Right. Okay. <laughs> we'll still probably be. We've still got like seven more songs left to do. Dragon Squirrel uh, Juicy IPA. Cannon River Pale Ale. Prairie Creek Porter. Quick in the Red IPA. Lil R&R Ale. R&R stands for Raspberry Rhubarb. We're going to run out of that this weekend. Mm. Honey Basil Ale. Question Mark Hill Wheat. Oktoberfest. A phenomenal Oktoberfest. Double Agent J, Double IPA, all on tap right now. Wow. Are there any food trucks coming this yes. weekend? Food trucks this week, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on uh, tomorrow, it's the brick out. No. Tomorrow, it's Potter's Pasties. Okay. Saturday... It's the Brick Oven Pizza Bus. Mm. Sunday, stay tuned, because something's coming. We just don't know what oh, it is Oh, to yet. be determined. Yep, yep. Also, uh, they're selling, uh, Imminent is now selling food. Oh, oh they oh, are? Yeah, I mean, there's no kitchen, but what, what right. they've done is they've, they've made some, uh, some deals with some local uh, uh, merchants, and they're selling... Uh, they're selling meat sticks from uh, from Nurstrom Meats. Nice. Uh, they've got uh, mild. They've got cheddar. They've got uh, turkey sticks, and then f- they've also worked with um, a local cheesemaker. Mm-hmm. And so you can get you get cheese if you want cheese. to. And they're also uh, we also have Dots pretzels now for sale oh, as well. Nice. Mm. Dots pretzels are really good. They are really they're really good. tasty. They are really good. So, um, do you have any crackers or something for your cheese? I mean, you got meat sticks and cheese and I got Dots pretzels. Well, I know, but you like to put the cheese on something, and yeah, I don't you know, know that you a pretzel know what, works. Th- th- this cheese is so good. It, it just just standalone. You just you you don't want to sully it by combining it with anything by else. Like Except jamming you, it on top you, of you the pair challenge. it with a good beer. Well, yeah, but, I, but, I would imagine. Yeah. Anyway, you're um, just speaking to the Wisconsin people right now. Just <laughs> imminent brewing is open Thursdays four to nine, Fridays four to nine, Saturdays when I'm generally working there two to nine, Sundays two to seven. For all information, everything you ever need to know, go look at their website. Eminentbrewing.com. You can can you can also go to their Facebook page and actually when you're there, like there. Yeah, but like we, we, we don't talk about that till the end of the show. Well, I know. I'm just I'm breaking protocols. protocols. Yeah, yeah, you are. That's all right. I because okay. I, you like to do that. And That's I, what I do. I, I'm good at it. I'm I, really, I, really I will good. Never at it. hold that against you. See, because here's the thing. I and I did surprise Rich today. Rich and I generally meet for dinner before these things. And so what am I wearing? What am I wearing? You are the only man in the world <laughs> yes. with hair below your shoulders yep. wearing a Britney Spears t-shirt and a kilt. That's exactly right. It's, it's, it's an ensemble <laughs> I would have never fathomed. <laughs> How about that? And not just any Britney Spears t-shirt. That's the one with the python. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's, it's something. 
It's a Britney who is now moving closer to free. Free Britney. Free Britney. Free Britney. Uh, next up is the one song we have representing the H2O album. Yes. And, and thankfully, neither one of us chose to go with Maneater or Family Man. That's correct. Um, we also, I, I flirted with the song One on One. That's a great I song. I love that song. That's a great song. I mean, just really a great, great song. Didn't go with that. This song, you I, know what? I'm going to go way back to the beginning of the show okay. and tell you that one-on-one might be a timeless recording. Okay. And it, it also has kind of the Casio keyboard drum piece. Drum it part. does. It does. But it's not quite as, it's nowhere near as dated as the rest of that album. No, no. Including the song we're about to play, which is still a really good song. It's still a really good song. And the, this song is by John Oates. Yep. And, and this, it was written by him as well. We were so, we were going to bracket that John Oates uh, yeah. interview with John Oates. Songs. And so my hope originally was to have John Oates introduce this one. Oh. You know, that really, was that was my hope. That would have that really, that that been, been really cool. Because, that would have been really and that fun. Was, that was the thing when I talked to um, Eric about this said that what really intrigued John Oates on this was I had asked a question about uh, this song, which is called Italian Girls. Um, and he was kind of intrigued by that. And so, you know, of course, you know, maybe he would be interested in talking about what is essentially almost like a solo song. Yeah. Because he wrote the whole thing and it's largely him. And I mean, Daryl sings, sings back up. Yes, he does. But, yeah. you know, this is Daryl Hall got so much front thing especially around the 80s and so this is a song that's like pure john oates and in my mind this is just a catchy catchy drive your car on a summer afternoon kind of feel to it and i those are some of my favorite songs yeah the song rolls yeah I mean, it's, this one just grooves. It, it, it's, it's a good little groove this song from 1983 82 82 yes no well wait the album came out in 1982 okay Voices came out in 80? 1980. Oh, it did. It did. Yes. Uh, Private Eyes came out in 1981. Was it Exomatic? Exomatic, that came out in... I thought that came out in 1980. Uh, Ecstatic? Ecstatic. There we go. That's like 76. What was was the album before Voices? Uh, I thought that came out in 1980. Maybe just wait for me charted in 1980. Anyway, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) 1982. This is Italian Girls by John Oates and Daryl Hall on 95.1 KYFM. The Oat.
luncheonette Sipping imaginary cola And drawing faces in the tabletop dust His voice was rusty From years as a sergeant In this man's army He was old and crusty She was twenty When the diner was a baby He was a dishwasher Busy in the back His hands covered with gravy Month to month, year to year, that was the uh, title track from their 1972 album, Abandoned Luncheonette. I love that song. I, I That was one of my picks. I love that. And I, I'm so glad you picked that song, too, yeah. because it was like the last one I cut. Yeah. Um, I 
Do It For Love is, is their best album. I think mm-hmm. it's my And Abandoned Luncheonette is right there with me. I just love that album. Yeah, I that like the whole album is so good. I like so the good. imagery of the lyrics of sitting there drinking imaginary cola and then, you know, the drawing pictures in the dust. Yep. And I mean, I, there's so many things about that. And okay, stylistically, that song goes all over the map in terms of different, it does. different parts and phases and stuff. And as I've been listening to a lot of their music on all of their albums, I'm not exactly sure how to truly classify their sound because they've got albums that are new wave sounding. They've got albums that are definitely R&B. They've got, I mean, they just cover this wide gamut of sounds. You know how I classify their their music? Hmm. A little bit of uh uh-huh, a whole lot (laughs) oh yeah. Well, which is, it's true. Uh, But I mean, compositionally, they go all over. They, you they, can't you can't go and say that they're a rock band. You can't say that they're a pop band. You can't say that they're a doo-wop band. You can't say I mean because they, they are, all are. They are they're in they all are, of that. At, at their essence, at the core, they're a soul band. Right. They're a soul band who turned that soul music um, accessible to the rest of the world. Yeah, and what I hate more than anything is when it gets called blue-eyed soul. I hate that. Really? Term. Why? I, I just don't Why? like that term. Why? I just I just used that term in this show. I'm just I. It makes me feel uncomfortable because I have brown eyes, and so yeah, I I don't know. It's 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 a race it, thing. I mean, yeah, I, and that it, really it's, bothers it's me. It's white people singing soul. Yeah, and I'm thinking you got to be kidding me. Everybody has soul. Everybody's got a groove, and they got a thing. And I, it I just don't like it. Well, okay, it's I, just I, me. I, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about cultural appropriation when, right. when we get off the uh, the air here. But, but <laughs> I mean, it it it's okay. I think to. I mean, I, 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 there are people out there that have problems with, with the phrase blue-eyed soul, yeah. and I understand why, but I think it's okay to acknowledge that um, you know, soul music came from the African-American community. Absolutely and, and, it did. You know, and, There's and, no and, doubt about it. And it's just one more thing that the white man has stolen. Yeah, and, and I guess I don't like that. I like music. I don't, this is why all my, my albums at home... I've got them all mixed up. I don't have like a soul section or a jazz section no, or anything. Not. It's just all yeah, mixed up. I, my my classical is mixed in with it. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, yeah. So Mozart is right pretty close to Motley Crue. And my <laughs> yeah, well, that's what, the way it should be. But at, at the same time, one thing that I'm going to say about Daryl Hall and John Oates that should be, it, it stood out very clearly on Italian Girls, is these guys know song structure and they write a bridge as well as anybody. And for just to explain, a bridge essentially is a song within a song. It's related to the other pieces, but it takes you into a completely different area. And the bridge on Italian Girls is magnificent. And Hall and Oates, throughout their compositions and pieces that they do, they are masters of writing a good, solid bridge. They're always interesting, and they vary a little bit, but they're, they're also tied and part of the song too. So when you listen to them, listen for the bridge. Check out check out the abandoned lunch net album. It's really good. Very good. So uh, moving on, we're going. I want we're going straight back to my days in junior high. Man, <laughs> good. this is this this uh, this takes me right back to Valley View Junior High in, in Edina, Minnesota. Uh, uh, trying desperately to get Jennifer Lauger to pay attention to me. Ah, yes. Did she? We became very good friends. Oh, you uh, got stuck in the friend zone. Yeah, but but it's okay because as it turns out, I'm 100 percent not her type because <laughs> I'm a guy. But <laughs> but anyway, I Jen, if you're listening, I I still just absolutely yeah. adore you. Anyway, this is from the uh, 1981 album, 
Private Eyes. This was the second single released, and this is a mm-hmm. song that, uh, for whatever reason, too, always makes me think of my brother. My brother, my brother Mark, loves this song. It's a good song. Let's send this one, one picks, out. We're going to send this one out to Mark Larson out there, there in you, California. There you go. Yeah, yeah. This is from uh, from Private Eyes. This is one of your songs. This is one of your picks. Yeah, it is. I'm like, I'm like stepping on your touch, it, but, you touchdown know. call. But we also both picked this. You you cut this off of yours, and yes. we we pretty much. This is a. This is just a fun song. I love how it sounds. It, it is. It is pure spun sugar. It's mm-hmm. pure pop, but uh, super fun. This is "Did It in a Minute" by Daryl Hall and John Oates at ninety-five point one KYMN.
Everybody's trying to tell me what is right for me. My daddy tried to bomb me with a sermon, but it's plain to see that.
from the aforementioned Abandoned Luncheonette album that was She's Gone, a song that Dan Moyer, Daniel G. Moyer, did not want you to hear tonight, but I am here to take (laughs) care of you. I, your friend, Rich Larson, loves you best. I thought you should hear She's Gone. It's my favorite Daryl Hall and John Oates song. There's no way I wasn't going to play that song. Well, good for you. Good for you. I like the song. We're just for me the imagery of this sounds like an early early morning walk home from a late night. Um and there's like mist in the, you know, and steam coming up from the city, you know, Philadelphia, sure. you know. I love everybody who's listening too. So don't make it seem that I didn't. I love you so much that I didn't want you to hear a song that you've probably heard in the past 24 hours anyhow. But People tune into this show because sometimes they want to hear some songs that they know and love. I understand that. And they but want to hear and then they want hits. to hear us talk about those songs that they know and love and maybe they might learn something that they didn't know about. Well, okay. Here's the thing about this song. This song was written it was a big hit for them. It, it later on became a hit right before Rich Girl, I think. Uh, it was not I, a hit I, at the I time first heard this out. song on one of those KTEL albums. Yeah. Like with the, the compilation albums that they used to put out in the 70s. But I think it came about because Daryl Hall, his first yes. marriage had yep. fallen apart. Yep. So I, I'm i like, yes, I understand that. I know that I can relate to this song and what it sounded like, you know, that, that moment. And then at the same time, John Oates uh, got stood up on a date, mm. apparently. And so... They both took their life experience and commiserated on this, and they created She's Gone. And that being said, I do like that song. I like it quite a bit, but I just, I've just i heard it a lot. I don't care. You get to hear it one more time because it's that good. <laughs> it is, the, it is it good. It is that but... good. Well, <sighs> folks, that's just going to about do it for this here edition of the Weekly List. If you like the show, you can go back to our uh, program page on the KYMN website, kymnradio.net, and look us up under the Weekly List. I have all of the old shows archived uh, in there. Um, or you can podcast us by looking for uh, the KYMN Radio podcast. And sometimes you got to scroll through a lot of interviews and news, but... but we're in there. You just have right. to look. I mean, the, the KYMN radio podcast is an amalgamation of everything that we podcast. And um, anyway, so it's in there. And Or you could also go streaming off of the KYMN uh, radio.net. Yes, you can listen to us every right. uh, thir- Thursday, on, uh, every Thursday, 7 p.m., 95.1 yeah, it's, it's streaming, KYMN and then what you could st- do on this episode, you can just stream forward to like um, a 90-minute point, and you can play She's She's Gone over and over and over, and just go back a couple minutes and then play it again. You could just play She's Gone over and over and over for uh, until next week when we come back with an all-new show. I'm going to do that. Yes, I know that you are. You're going to do it just to spite me. Well, of it course will, I am. It will be the only song you hear this week. And you're going to play it on this show a million and one times. And I will not get tired of it. Okay. Either. I dare you. you I can double also, dog dare you. You can also find us on Facebook <laughs> uh, under Creatively, The Weekly List. So uh, clever. And I'm really hopeful that by this time next week, the next show... We will be talking about other social media platforms where you might actually be able to find the uh, weekly yeah, list. Yeah, that would be cool. I wonder, uh, uh, maybe we should go on to TikTok. Onto, yeah, you think that's good? You think that's a good idea for us to come up with a video for TikTok? No. The TikTok things? No. No. I, I don't know. That I, I don't, I don't we know. We should what, do it, though. I don't that's know. The, half the reason why we should now. I don't know what TikTok really I, is. I think I've got it on my phone because when 
I remember when the 45th president said that it should not, nobody should be ever having it. That's, I immediately I did downloaded the same it. Thing. Okay. So we both have the TikTok <laughs> we thing. We do. I do. I've just so never we, opened it. We should do a TikTok thing. Hmm. Look for us maybe on TikTok <laughs> and other social media platforms later this week. <laughs> just watch it. <laughs> we'll do something really stupid and it'll actually become more viewed than this show is listening I to. Have, I, that's actually something that, that, that I want you to be thinking about like yeah. later on. No. No, um, like I have great ambition for this show, mm-hmm. and it might be you know might be delusions of grandeur, but whatever. I have great ambition for this show. One of the things I want you to start to get your head around, okay, video. Oh gosh, I know, I know. I mean, I got I a face for radio, dude. I know, but we're gonna have to at some point uh, get us a YouTube channel. Ooh, yeah, I know. Anyway, um, while you're on Facebook, also go like as Danny pointed out earlier during the commercial. Uh, imminent brewing. Yes, absolutely. You know, because, you'll yeah. you'll know the latest stuff. Right. You don't right. have to just. Well, hopefully, you're always relying on this show for information about imminent. But you know, at any single time, um, if you needed a break from hearing she's gone over and over and over again, you can go to their Facebook page and find out all the latest stuff going on there. I have seen Daryl Hall and John Oates exactly once mm-hmm. in, in at the Orpheum Theater in Minneapolis in front of. Maybe half packed house. Really, yeah, this the Orpheum was, is one of my favorite venues for music. It's great. It's great. And it was it was 1991. I was okay. a senior in college, um, and uh, um, Chris Moquist and I Monkey. were yeah. Chris Moquist and I were were talking about how much we shared a love of Daryl Hall and John Oates, and just like. Out of happenstance, I happened to look at the paper while we were talking, and Daryl Hall and John Oates were playing the next night, really at the Orpheum, and Moki was uh, Chris Moquist was uh, the rare person at St. Olaf at that point who actually had a car. Hmm. So Chris was like, "Well, let's go." Okay, so we drove, and we drove, we drove to uh, the Orpheum Theater in a. It wasn't just a blizzard; it was an ice storm. Really? From, from Northfield to Minneapolis, was about forty miles. Okay, and it was bad. It was it was a rough drive, but we got there. And like, if if the Orpheum seats three thousand, I think that's yeah. There right. were, it could not have been more than eighteen hundred people in that. Really, and we should have. You should have. I I was no. I probably couldn't have left St. Olaf at the time because I was a hall director there at the time. Yeah, I couldn't have done that on a yeah. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know why you didn't come up, but like Moki and I were just bonding over Daryl Hall and John Oates, so we uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, and it was a great show, man. It was it was the it was the change of season uh, tour, which for a lot of people who had loved uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates in the seventies, and then had endured their output in the eighties, change of season was sort of a return, sort of a return to form a little bit, mm-hmm. without all the like the, the you know big echoey drums right. and all the you know, keyboards and all that stuff. I mean, it was it was guitars and a Hammond B three and and a saxophone. Nice. And, you know, it was just the good stuff. And mm-hmm. I love this album. Uh, I, I really love this album. And so we are going to close with uh, this heartbreaking song called So Close. Yeah, I this was one of my picks. Yeah. I really like this song quite a bit. It makes me. Um, it is a, it's a very sad song. Yep. It's it's a very very sad song, and I'm, but I love how it sounds and their harmonies at the end that fade off. Do you know who produced this song? No, this is produced by uh, John Bon Jovi. Oh, I did know that. Yeah, John Bon Jovi produced it with your buddy Danny. I'm going to let you pronounce his last name because I can't ever say it right. Korchmar. Yes, exactly. So those guys are the ones that produced this. Say Korch. 
Korch. Say Mar. Mar. Say Korch. Korch Mar. There you go. You did it. Oh, you did it. Yeah, you know, it's only taken me how long now? <laughs> yeah, so... Or you can just call him by his nickname. Everyone calls him Cooch. Cooch. There yeah. you go. So this is Cooch and John Bon Jovi that produced uh, this song. This is called So Close. Um, I love this song. Yeah, So me let's, too. Let's, let's All, right. All right. Thanks, Danny. Hey, always a pleasure. Thanks for coming down. Thanks for dinner. I, I'm sorry that you... I got to tell you, folks, Danny's been playing a hurt through this whole I show. He He ate way too much food oh, at dinner. Oh, their chicken tenders are so good. And he, he's like like suffering right now. I literally have the meat sweats. <laughs> I, I'm just... I, I'm serious. I'm, I'm like, ugh. You know, when you eat too much and you're just like, you regret every... I'm never eating again. I'm never, ever eating again, Rich. Not ever. Thanks for living, listen. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. All right, we'll see you. Talk to you guys again next week. Peace.
This is Jeff Johnson. Join me for the KYMN Morning Show, weekdays 6 to 9, right here on your radio station, KYMN Northfield. Thanks for listening to this KYMN radio podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it interesting, consider leaving us a review and sharing this podcast on social media. You can find more podcasts like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcasts, simply by searching the KYMN Radio Podcast. And of course, you can listen to us live on 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and on our website. KYMN is your home for real radio, true variety, 24-7.